Hi guys, welcome back to The Encounter. My name is Shaylee, we have Jenny, we have Matthew, and we have Layla. Today is actually pretty exciting because we're gonna start a new series that's very, very controversial and the basically with the non-believers of Christ. Why? Because what is life after death? Well, everything we do is controversial. Yeah, literally yeah. everything. And so um, today we're specifically going to talk about what is life after death if you were with God versus without God. And I just want to put in these two verses. Um, this one, let me tell you, it's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, yet the strength of those who wait with hope in the Lord will be renewed. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and won't become weary. They will walk and won't grow tired. So it says here that if you have faith in the Lord, if you believe in the Lord, if you accepted Lord as your, um, if you accepted uh, God as your Lord and Savior, then no matter what you do, nothing will go wrong because you always have God watching you all the time. And then now there's another verse that's the opposite, what happens without God. And I want to read Psalms 34, 13 to 16. So bear with me a little bit. And I'm reading the version God's word. And it says, keep your tongue from saying evil things and your lips from speaking deceitful things. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The Lord's eyes are on righteous people. His ears hear their cry for help. The Lord comforts those who do evil in order to wipe out all memory of them from the earth. But Shaylee, what did you even read? What was the first verse that you read? Sorry. Oh, the first word was Isaiah uh, 40, 31. So this one, um, I want to focus on the uh, when it starts on 15. It says, the Lord's eyes are on righteous people. So when the Lord's eyes are on righteous people, so when you have your eyes on someone, it's because you're protecting them. You're looking at how they are. You're always, you're, you're um, observing. Yeah, observing them. And then no matter what they do, you will have um, caring for them because you're looking for them. You're always trying to find a better way for that person. And then um, and then it says, his ears hear their cry for help. So when you cry, he's there to help. And then it continues, the Lord comforts those who do evil in order to wipe out all memory of them from the earth. This part is crazy because this, it says here that the Lord comforts those who the Lord comforts those who do evil in order to wipe out all the memory of them from the earth. So if you see that you're without God and you think it's too late, it's not too late. Because it says the Lord comforts those who do evil in order to wipe out all memory. So we see here that if you're with God, he will watch over you. But what does that mean if you're without God? He won't. I don't know if anyone... You want to yeah, start? Well, yeah. um, I just wanted to, well, it's the first thing that you said with um, Isaiah uh, 40, 40. Th 31. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, I want to read uh, also a little earlier. It's 29. It says, he gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings like eagles, right? And you said, they shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, right? So, um, uh, you said that, like, with God, like, nothing will go wrong. But, I, but like, <laughs> actually, this <laughs> verse kind of says, like, the opposite-ish, I, I feel like. Because it says, he who gives power to the faint. Meaning that, like, 
in the walk with the Lord, we're going to get tired. Yes. Yeah. You know, meaning in the, in the walk with the Lord, we're going to be working and it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But with God, he gives us we the strength to continue. Peace. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of like I think of it like the op- like complete opposites um, with life without God, life with God. If you have a life without God, will you have a enjoyable life here? Sure. You know, there are things that are enjoyable that are outside of God, like, let's say, like, drugs, alcohol. People seem to enjoy those things, which is, I guess, why they keep doing it, (laughs) right? But after, obviously, they're going to suffer, right? But life with God, we still have things that we get to enjoy, but in the Lord, right? And we, but at the same time, we're going to have difficulties and persecution and stuff like this here on earth um, that the Lord will help us through, but after it all reaches to the ultimate goal of being with God in heaven, right? So I just wanted to add that little um, bit there. I have a, a verse for that. It's Romans eight seventeen, And it says, And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. And we go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we're certain, certainly going to go through the good times with him. Just to kind of like sum up, because every time I read this certain like chapter of Romans, I get... Like, I have to, like, reread. Um, but it's basically saying that whatever we go through whatever Christ went through. So, like, if Christ suffered, we also suffer. But it, but we should be, like, changing our mind into, think, into seeing it as a blessing. We get to go through what literally the Son of God, the Son of God went through. And then it says um, in verse 18, the verse after that, it says, that's why I don't, I don't think there's an, any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. So, and that's such a beautiful verse. Like there's no, there's, Paul is saying that he can't even compare all of the bad times, all of the suffering, maybe all of the trauma to all of the good times that we'll experience at the end. Like that's mm-hmm. the hope that we hold in when we're, when we're coming to Christ. Yeah. We're not, we're not, because yeah, like the riches of the world can seem great and, and super fun. Um, like I feel like we've all had like a taste of it at some point, but but what's beautiful, what the hope that we hold on to, the the only thing that like makes us like, no, I have to keep on going is because at the end of it we know we'll have a prize that yeah. not even our minds can like Yeah. Hold. Like an actual like since our goal is to be the bride of Christ. I feel like it's an actual like kind of like wedding, right? Like correlating mm-hmm. to it because at the end we have this amazing ceremony, you know, like it's so beautiful and stuff, but like all the work that you have to put into it is what actually makes it pay off more. So for example, like um, all the planning you got to do, like all these things, like maybe like if you want to like look amazing for your wedding, you're like, okay, I'm gonna start going to the gym. You know, I'm gonna start doing all this stuff to prepare myself for the wedding. And or even it, trying to hold that connection with that yeah, person. It it like it and makes the end result like oh my gosh we made it, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of like our walk with Christ. You know, it's gonna be work, hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, all this stuff. And obviously, we're gonna have like in a real wedding, we'd have the, our partner helping us through it. We'd have each other helping us through it. And Jesus is the one who helps us through everything that we're going through here. You know, comforting us with His Holy Spirit. You know. Like, all these things, helping us through it, giving us strength, renewing our, our strengths, like, everything so we can reach that ultimate goal to be with him. And, yeah. and and sometimes I, like, remind myself, like, if this life was easy, then there would be no point to it. Yeah. Like, God puts these hard times, he puts 
and and i feel like that's something that we always like christians say like oh god it's because god has a plan but it's like true it's mm -hmm. it like he puts us through all of this so that so that um how's i going with this <laughs> oh so yeah so that the <laughs> our life actually has a purpose so yeah. so that it's not all good because if it was all good we'd be like like a, yeah because like even like thing. even like the richest people on earth i'm sorry Shelley, i can't tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah even like the richest people on earth like they have everything you could possibly imagine like all the things the world has to offer uh, they probably have you know women they have drugs they have alcohol they have all, all the things they could Ever buy with money yeah fun, everything yeah. that the world has to offer you know and even then they still might live a life of emptiness you know and mm -hmm. they might have something that they're trying to fill because the only reason you could possibly want so many things is because you want to fill that void and try to be happy right otherwise we all be happy in the world without anything because <laughs> people want to fill that void with material things and you know jesus and, and god knows that that void can only be filled at one thing which is him and um um, when people um, like I've seen like a lot of videos of like people like protesting or like whatever and they're like arguing or, or debating and they're like if God loves us like why would he punish us why would he send us to hell why would he um, do something why would he send us to, like a suffer uh, like a fire to suffer to suffer and um, I saw this one person respond and I thought it was like a great analogy it's like imagine like our lives are like this world is like a sinking ship you know God is offering you the life preserver he's like if you want it you can take it like sin is like the the wages of sin are death you know like all these things like we're already destined to die he's like but i'm giving you a way out and you're like mm, i don't really want to like i'll choose to suffer it's not him putting you through the suffering it's yourself you know he's offering you a way out as a matter of fact and you're the one rejecting it so um so yeah it's like kind of like you choose to, to enjoy quote unquote now but to suffer later and you're like but that makes no sense but it actually makes perfect sense when you think of it like that there's a verse that goes along exactly of what you say of if you're rich you think you have the quote-unquote the best lifestyle and you end up falling in love with this lifestyle but you're still miserable and it says here in 1 john 2 uh, 15 through 17 so bear with me and it says don't love the world and what it has what it offers those who love the world don't have the father's love in them not everything that the world offers, physical gratification, greed, and extravagant lifestyles come from the Father. It comes from the world. And the world and its evil desires are passing away. But the person who does what God wants lives forever. So it says eventually here that the world, yeah, it might, it might offer you, like Matt was saying, physical gratification it might follow um it might give you like extravagant lifestyles like basically this world is all about money like mm -hmm. if you have money you're happy supposedly quote unquote but honestly you're not mm -hmm. like money literally isn't everything like well, you I'm see all these like talk, famous celebrities like <laughs> making like let's say like artists right just because yeah. they're like people like things that like, people people look up to the most like you hear them write all these songs about like oh like gangs drugs like all this stuff and then like you see them like also write songs that they're like depressed and they're like oh i can't find love mm -hmm. you see all these celebrities with like 18 divorces and you know like yeah, it's all crazy. over the place like and thrown in your face because apparently like their lives are so important that it's news now <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like you see this like all like all like all the time or like oh they broke up or oh they she took this guy from this woman and it's a bunch they're of drama so yeah sad. it's yeah. always like they're always like going after something they can't have or 
something to like try to like gratify that s- sort of like void inside of them. Yeah, and then, then the verse continues saying on 17, it says the world and its evil desires are passing away. So it's literally maybe fun at that second. Maybe mm-hmm. you're happy in that second or those few hours or that day. But the next day, like it's you're fleeting. Yeah, right? it's gone. It's It just passes all that like adrenaline went mm-hmm. away like it's literally just adrenaline yeah yeah that's it and adrenaline does go away and then it says but the person who does what god wants lives forever saying that you you will forever be happy someone that's miserable i'm pretty sure they don't want to continue living the life mi- living miserable mm-hmm. or they've just gotten super comfortable with it yeah but with god it says that you will live forever you will be happy forever you would have peace mm. with him and I don't think people really com- like can comprehend the concept of eternity because you're like even just thinking of like forever, like our life feels like forever. Like I've already feel like I've lived like a million years already, <laughs> but it's only been 20 years, you know, and it's like that doesn't even compare like that is infinitely small fraction of what we're going to live after we die, you know, and we would rather choose what? 70 80 maybe 90 years of like living temporarily like happy on earth and then suffer for eternity you know it makes no sense when you think of it because like why wouldn't you rather because in the lord you can find true joy you know and even though there are going to be shortcomings there are going to be you know things that are hard like hardships there are going to be trials and tribulations sure but you know we have people to help us through that and overall we have god to help us through that and you know even if you're in the world you're gonna go through those kinds of things and you're not gonna really have anything to fall back on because you don't have god mm-hmm. you know so there, yeah so, sorry jenny sorry i'm just gonna say a verse that goes along <laughs> with matthew and it's romans 8 5 and then it says those who live by the corrupt nature have the corrupt nature's attitude so you're miserable but those <laughs> who live by the spiritual nature have the spiritual nature's attitude you're happy god mm. gives you like what matthew says true joy <laughs> the corrupt nature's attitude leads to death leads to death but the spiritual nature's attitude leads to life and peace this is so because the corrupt nature has a hostile attitude toward god it refuses to place itself under the authority of God's standards because it cannot. The world would always try to offer you kind of, okay, the kind of this temporary happiness, right? Because everything that the Bible, the world has it in the opposite. I don't know if it, that makes it like clear. Like let's say the Bible offers you happiness the same way this world offers you happiness, but in not the right way. Mm-hmm. The Bible offers you ha- offers you happiness in true happiness. You mm-hmm. happiness comes from the Bible. Happiness yeah. comes from God. And you know it's literally like this: how the world cannot comprehend to whatever God has for you. It it just doesn't correlate. Mm-hmm. It's nothing compared, or not even enough compared to what God. Yeah, and I feel like people think that they're like, oh, I can't turn to God. I'm going to get I'm like, I have to give up so many things. But just the fact that you're away from God means you're giving up everything, you know, like he offers you everything. And you're like, um, but I like everything that I want, you know, and little do you know, he's also everything offering everything you need. So (laughs) 
um, it's just insane. Like, I saw a video of, like, there were a bunch of reels on, like, Instagram, you know, and there was, like, one where it was, like, this woman, um, well, I reposted it because I thought it was really funny, <laughs> but it was, like, this guy asking her, like, oh, do you think it's okay to transition children? And she's, like, yes, and he's, like, to Christianity, and she's, like, no. <laughs> I'm, like, well, you would rather change the whole physiology of a person because you think it's okay instead of, like, uh, like, transitioning to something that might actually like give them purpose and meaning and you know it's it's absolutely crazy to like think of you know so yeah um a perfect person that i think of when it comes to like all what you guys are thinking is apostle paul um in verse philippians i said that right right yep philippians 4 12 it says it says I now know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I, I just think this verse is so like empowering because, because um, as we're talking about, like we think money can buy happiness and we think, uh, money can provide all this all this joy for us paul is an example of of quite literally the opposite he he went through so much he 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 went it, this verse literally says he knew how to how to be um like i take it as like he knew how to be joyful he knew mm-hmm. how to stay faithful even when he had nothing to eat even when his table was empty um when he had plenty or little like every situation he knew that the secret was having christ that mm-hmm. that's what would give him strength and 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 which when a person is strong is that person is 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 joyful that person yeah. is um ready to do anything but yeah yeah and we see like paul went through kind of a lot <laughs> you know yeah. well all the apostles like after um jesus died and resurrected like they all went through a bunch of crazy stuff as they were trying to preach the gospel. Um, but I think um, one thing that us as Christians who are trying to follow Christ, especially in this day and age, um, kind of like is comforting. Well, it's, it's like com- it's like comforting the fact that like Jesus kind of like did all of this for a reason. So it's um, John 15, 18 through 19. And it says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as, as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So kind of 100% confirming a million, the millionth time, you know, the world obviously is going to hate you for doing what you do. And I saw, I saw also this reel. Sorry, I'm on Instagram a lot, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw this, this reel. <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I saw this reel where it was, like, this girl, and she was, like, you know, I see all these comments, like, making fun of me, basically saying, like, okay, follow, like, your, imagine- your imaginary, like, God, like, whatever the stuff. And she's, like, but what you guys don't know is God already told me you were going to act like this before you oh, did it. I yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I also reposted that one, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys should follow me is what I'm saying. Thing. <laughs> uh, but it's basically showing that like everything that the world throws at us god already has warned us about it and you know in the it gives us the comfort knowing that jesus went through all of this so that we know that it's possible to get to get through it you know and the simple fact that jesus died for us is also like a comfort in knowing that like in everything that we do there is going to be somebody who loves us so much like that he died for us 
you know, um, somebody who died for somebody so undeserving, which is us. And in every single persecution that we go through and every single um, trial that we go through that the world hates us like this, like we lose all of our friends in the world because they don't agree with what we say. You know, we end up offending anybody with anything. Um, you know, God like knew this was going to happen and we have comfort in him because he is the only one who can actually provide for us that comfort. I don't know if Lily, you want to say something? No. Anybody? Yes, I actually have a good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just end podcast now. Anyways, um, but there's a example I can I can explain here or say actually is that a, a rich man. Um, there's these two characters of a rich man and Lazarus, and if you want to find it, is on Luke 16:19 and it goes all the way to 31. But it basically says here that obviously there was a rich man and then there was Lazarus. But this rich man had expensive clothes, and, and it says here, every day was like a party to him. He had the most amazing days. He enjoyed life, you know, quote-unquote, enjoyed life. Um, but while Lazarus was, he was, he was hurting. He had, it, is, it says here that Lazarus would eat leftovers from the rich man's table. He was covered with sores, and dogs would lick them. Um... What's it called? But one day these two died. And we see here that Lazarus, he was always with, with Abraham. But the rich man was not. The rich man was doing whatever he wanted to do, whatever he thought he was happy, whatever he thought was right to do or was fun, quote unquote, you know, the world has. But Lazarus didn't. Yes, he had bad times where he had to eat like leftovers, you know. But it wasn't as bad because a leftover of a rich man, I'm pretty sure they have thousands of leftovers, yeah. you know? It's not its not bad. But it shows here that after they died, uh, this rich man went to hell. I want to see this exact verse. Oh, it says in 23, Luke 16, 23, it says, He went to hell where he was constantly tortured. As he looked up in the distance, he saw Abraham and Lazarus. But check this out. It continues and said and says, he yelled, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water to cool off my tongue. I am suffering in this fire. So we see here that after death, if you're having a so-called fun life, if you're not following what God tells you to do, if you're if you are not doing what's right in God's eyes, if you just party, 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 and whatever, whatever you think is fun in this world, quote unquote. And when you die, you're going to go to hell and you're going to suffer. But there is time for you to, to for you to repent and come to Jesus. Don't ever think yeah. it's out of time. But what's crazy is that this last verse, as it tells, he yells out to Abraham and he says, have mercy on me. He says, send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water. Why does someone else still have to still have to do something for this rich man mm -hmm. and not him say, okay, forgive my sins why doesn't he come to come to christ and say okay i know what i did was wrong but he didn't he said oh send someone else to do this work for me send someone else to help me but he can't even help himself yeah. like why are why are we have to be in situations like this where we're like oh no like i don't want to do the work what i what he thought that he was still in the right because he didn't he didn't admit that oh um i, I you know what i was in the wrong i Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for what I did in, in the in the physical uh, life and not punish me in this fire. But he was like, no. 
that one's someone mm-hmm. else. So let's not be like this, guys. Whatever happiness will come to bad. And whatever, I don't want to say like bad, like if you're having a yeah. bad things, but if, if you're with the Lord, if you have faith in the Lord and you're following him, yeah, this life can be quote unquote bad, quote unquote not fun. But yeah, and it's crazy because happen, people yeah. might be like, um, like when people are like, oh, you're gonna like suffer, like follow the Lord. They're like, well, they might be like, why do you want to impose your thing on me? But it's not like we're imposing like stuff like, um, for example, like other people might be like, oh, if you send like chop off your hand, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's not like we're doing that. You know, what we're saying is basically Christianity, the worst it can do, quote unquote, is lead you to be a better person. <laughs> you know, like that's what you're afraid of is to be a better person. And, you know, if everybody had was like just following the Bible, like passionately and enthusiastically, we wouldn't suffer like 99% of the problems that we have in the world right now. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and it's insane because and it, it, it like shocks me to my core um, because even like when I'm looking at like Christian posts and stuff, you see people being so Christians being so like negative and like fighting each other in like comment sections and i'm just like what is going on like 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 this is like this is what we're representing to other people you know and in our in our walk with christ what we have to do first and foremost is not just say like okay i'm a christian is actually walk with christ you know walk how christ has walked and do what christ would have done you know, and um, I think it's the thing that might be a little lacking in modern day is for Christians to, um, you know, actually follow the, f- the simplest law that we're given, which is um, love your neighbor. And um, I also wanted to, like, bring up the fact that to walk with Christ, um, the biggest thing that we need to do um, is surrender our will. Um, and I wanted to um, mention this because every single thing that we do that is not right is usually our will that we what we want right and i know um house mentioned this in the other podcast <laughs> but i'm gonna like <laughs> do it a little more in depth yeah so fact uh pastor listening was like preaching about I, about us surrendering our will right and she mentioned the um the verse where i i'm sure everybody knows the where jesus tells them how to pray and they ask like jesus can you please teach us how to pray please and he gives them like the, the outline right and i'm gonna read it it's matthew 6 8 to 13 it says um oh wait no I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> it's, um, oh yeah, Matthew 6, 8 to 13. It says, do not, <laughs> do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also f- uh, have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Right? The most famous prayer, like, everybody knows, you know, if you are somewhat based in the Bible. And it's crazy to me how, well, she mentioned this. She said the first thing he says um, to mention in your prayer, one of the first things is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he goes into give us our day, our daily bread and forgives our debts, right? And then asking for stuff. So the first thing that we should do is ask for the Lord's will to be done. And um, a lot of our prayers are often very self-centered and they're like, like every, we're like, oh, I pray every day. But like your everyday prayers, like God, please give me patience. God, please give me this. Oh, this new car that I need. God, please give me this job. God, please give me the the strength to do this. But we forget to mention and add in the most important thing that Jesus mentioned in that prayer is, but your will be done. You know, every single time like Jesus spoke to like God about something, he was like, 
you're like your will be done. when he was like oh lord can you pass it cap, pass this cup for me but your will be done ultimately right and um which is crazy because um a lot a lot of the times the gospel like that we follow um or that we see other people follow or that a lot of people are following tends to become a little more self-centered than it is because so it's, it's supposed to be about god like the gospel is not revolving around us you know as sometimes we think it is but it actually is about God and we need to have his will be done in us because a lot of the times what he wants for us is not what we want for ourselves, but it is what we need. You know, for example, that's why it's so difficult to follow God's will because oftentimes it's going to be stuff that our flesh wants to fight against. You know, um, like I, um, our will is so strong that I have another verse. It's Genesis eleven six, And this is the story about the Tower of Babel. Um, and it says, and the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. So the God, so the God, <laughs> so God knows that our will is strong. You know, He He gave us free will. He even says that anything that they pr propose to do will not be impossible for them, because He knows that our will is so strong, and we can be so hard-headed that we can just basically do whatever we need to do to get what we want done which is why we need to humble ourselves before the Lord, which is why David shows us that we need to talk to our soul, which is why our will is the thing that most likely will fall, like, make us fight against what God has planned for us and make us, you know, deviate from the path of walking with Christ. Um, Matthew was, like, saying, like, as you're talking about surrendering yourself, I think that's, like, the, the hardest part, like, um, humbling yourself and realizing that, you know, as he was saying, and uh, there's a story in the Bible. It's Matthew 19, and I'm gonna read from 22. Um, basically, Jesus is talking, and he's saying, um, actually, I'm not gonna read from there. Um, I'm gonna read from 20. It says, uh, "There's a man goes up to Jesus, and he tells him, 'I've obeyed all of these commandments.'" The young man replied. But what else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad for he had many possessions. So he basically declined and was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then um, it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. I'll say it again. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich person to enter the king of the kingdom of God. The, the, the disciples were astounded. Then who in, the who in the world can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Then Peter said to him, We've given up everything to follow you. What will we get? And Jesus replied, I assure you that the world is when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And, and everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. When when I read this this story, um, it kind of like tells me that 
that the reason, like, it's not, I feel like Jesus is not, like, saying sell everything, sell everything you have uh, for my sake just because he's being selfish. Like, it's not to harm, but it's because, like, God is, God is intelligent. Like, he knows far more than us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think, I, like, what I, what my take is on the, that did not make sense. <laughs> My take on this is, is God knows that those things are very um, dominant. Like yeah. they will, they He knows that you will make them into like an idol. Yeah, like, and uh, uh-huh. I sorry, I just wanted to add like. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and, um, it's because he, he knows like you said it's he knows that it's not the things itself that are bad yeah. because we see a lot of people in the Bible who are men of God who had a lot of things you know Abraham was very like wealthy Solomon. job Solomon David like these people were, were like had riches and they had a bunch of stuff but what the difference is between this guy and those people is they know who gave it to them and they know mm-hmm. they knew that the love for that stuff is yeah. not what's meant to happen it's the love for God right and that's what he well, you can see with this guy, you can see that um, because with the verse that says the love of um, of money is the root of evil, right? Yeah. Um, with these things, sometimes it gets like lost in translation. When I was a kid, I used to think like, oh, money's evil, money's bad. Like, it, like that's what the Bible is telling us. Or like, oh, it, like rich men, it's impossible for them to get into heaven, you know? But it's not what it's saying. It's saying it's just very difficult because when you have so much stuff, it's easy to grow and develop a love for it. Um, I feel like it's kind of like... Uh, I'm not going to say it in English because I can't pronounce it, but uh, Nabucodonosor, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, where he was like, oh, look at all these things that I did. You know, it's very difficult when you have so much stuff to not think, oh, I created this. Like, I got all of this, you know, and that's what Jesus is showing us here. Like, it wasn't like it's showing the young man like, oh, it's not you. Like, these things are not like the more important things. It's the person who gave them to you that you should be focused on. So I think Layla has something to say. Yeah, or, I'm just going to say or, something real quick. Um, but yeah, exactly. Like, these things are, like, it builds our ego, and it makes us feel like, oh, it's my work. It's, mm-hmm. it's right. It it's came from me. I, yeah. And and I understand, like, that's probably super hard to let go of, like, all your hard work, mm-hmm. and then just to, like, give it up. But, but, but God says that, that, like, the prize is to inherit an eternal life, and, and, and I love the the ending verse. It it says, "But many who are the greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then." Oof. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add something. Is like, um, when Jesus was telling the young man this, um, he was like, I'm, "I'm sure, of course, Jesus always tells us something for a reason." And in this case, like this young man, of course, like he didn't want to give up his love for money. Like, this young man had so much riches. It literally said he had, like, a lot of um, possessions, and he didn't want to give that up, so that's why he ended up denying. But the reason why Jesus did this is because he saw the fact that the, the young man was idolizing his love. Mm-hmm. As what we were all saying, the, uh, the idolization for money is not, you know, it won't help you in the long run. Yes, it might help you for financial reasons, but it won't fill the void in your heart. And... And this young man wanting to go up to Jesus and be like, hey, like, I want to start following you. Um, that's where, like, it begins a problem of, like, trying to serve two masters. Mm-hmm. And I have a verse right here, Matthew 6, 24. I'm going to read an ESV version if you guys, if you, in case if you guys want to follow. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other. For he will devote 
he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And what I'm trying to say, like, what I'm trying to connect it is the fact that, like, um, Jesus had the, like, the care for this young man being like, hey, you Mm -hmm. should give up this idol so you can focus on me more yeah. not just like oh you know i'm gonna like how jenny said oh i'm not doing this for selfish reasons just because like oh because i know that jesus like he spent like so much time in the desert and he mm. had nowhere he had nowhere to sleep he had no shoes sometimes he had mm. no food he had he didn't have a bed he didn't have a roof over his head yeah. i'm not i'm sure that he's not doing this for like selfish reasons like oh because yeah it's I not like he just flat out rejected him yeah like this is like to the care for the young man that he doesn't want him to idolize something because he knows that he is the one that the young man should follow. Mm-hmm. But again, it is in the young man's will. Sorry. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, it is in the young man's will if he wanted to follow or not. And then sadly yeah. enough, he denied it. Yeah. So I, I wanted to uh, add one more thing because I, I know we're kind of like running a lot of low on time. <laughs> um, so <laughs> like like you said, like it, to like somebody who's just reading it flat out, it might just be like Jesus is like trying to like not get this guy to go with him. He's like, oh, yeah, but like sell the things you care about the most. Right. Like it's basically they might think like Jesus is rejecting this guy from like following him. But no, it's because what the Lord does is he asks us to do things to expose to ourselves what um, he because he already knows what's most difficult for us to give up. But he wants us to realize it as well. So um, the the Bible says that the father is looking for people who worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. And the way I see it is tr- truth is what Jesus. Right. He's the truth, the way and the life. Right. And what is Jesus? He's the word incarnate. He's el, ver- el verbo encarnado. And so this guy was following um, what the Bible said, basically, right? He's like, oh, I followed all your commandments, but he wasn't doing it. In sp- he wasn't. He obviously wasn't doing it in spirit because he loved God. Because if he actually truly loved God, he would have given up all the things, right? Um, and so, also with the fact that he asked him to give up his possessions, he's. It's not like he just did it to him to like reject him. Like I said, he also has done it to other people in the past, like Abraham. He had a child. He had Isaac, and he's like, okay, um, I love that you have a kid, but now kill him. Right. <laughs> and he and basically he's like sacrificed Isaac. Right. And Abraham was like, OK, fine, I'll do it. Right. And that kind of shows like kind of like the opposite of what this young man did. Right. He's like, I love Isaac. I've been waiting my whole life for this. And we don't know if this young man even like worked for the money, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of like young rich kids who just inherit this stuff. <laughs> but Abraham, you know, he's been waiting his whole life for this promise that God has been promising him. And he's like, OK, I have faith in you, God. And I know that you will provide and you, everything you do is for a reason, right? The opposite of what this young kid was thinking. And Abraham ended up doing it. And God was like, no, I was just wanted, I just wanted to test your faith, right? And, yeah, I just wanted to add that as well. Um, there's a, <laughs> sorry, there's, there's a verse that I really love. Um, it's Job 22:24, And it says, think of your gold not, as nothing but dirt. Think of your finest gold as rocks from a stream and let God all powerful be your gold. Let him be your pile of silver. Mm -hmm. Then you will enjoy God all powerful and you will look up to him. When you pray, he will hear you. And when you and you will be able to do all that you promise that you promised him. If you decide to do something, it will be successful and your future will be very bright. And kind of just to like sum up with with because I know we're ending right. Um, Mm -hmm. Um. what God wants is, is like, yes, like enjoy, enjoy what you have in life. But remember, remember that he's the one, he's the one that you should be, um, um, like praising and centering your whole, yeah. your whole existence on. 
And yeah, and I just sorry, to I just wanted thing. to add one tiny little part. And I think it's crazy how like they had to like you said like think of God as your gold and silver, uh -huh. and it's kind of like showing that like he kind of has to like dumb it down for us. And he's like think of like if you want gold and silver, just think of God as that. For you know, he's, he's like I know, and he's so worth yeah. so much more than gold and silver. You know, but as as us as humans, knowing that we can be greedy and knowing that we have we can be so small minded, he's like if you want gold and silver, even though he's infinitely more more like worth precious. More. Yeah, like just think of him as that, you know, just, just so he can like fit into like our minds, you know, and I just wanted to add that. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, that's actually very <laughs> beautiful and everything what you guys said. But I'm sorry, guys, we have to finish this episode because we are past 40 minutes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. That's, For that's balance. Good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't had like a long podcast in a long time, so it's fine. Um, so I just want to finish up with this verse. It's in po Proverbs 3, 7, and it says, Don't trust your, in your own wisdom, but fear and respect the Lord and stay away from evil. If you do this, it will be like a refreshing drink and medicine for your body. So it, isn't it crazy how God tells us to stay away from this and stay away from our own thinking, from our own like way we think it's right? Mm -hmm. But it says instead, come to the Lord and respect Him. Mm -hmm. Have the Lord's wisdom instead. His ways are higher. And it will be yeah, and it will be like medicine for your body. Saying we were ill, but God, He's the one that heals us. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Um, this is the end of our sorry. first news. Yeah, sorry yeah. for the background noise. <laughs> sorry for all the noise. Uh, I promise we'll get a better podcast room. But <laughs> this is the end of our first uh, episode for our series. Um, come back next week to learn more about life after death. All right. See you guys soon. Remember, we're in all major platforms. And bye-bye.